it's not abandonment issues, but I am an emotional suppressor to the point where I don't think I have them. As I get older, I'm thinking maybe they're there somewhere. Mm -hmm. I just don't acknowledge them as much. Mm -hmm. You're thinking we could tie that to... Of course. I can come to your house. I don't even have to talk to you. If I came to your house right now and I said, open your refrigerator, open your cabinets, and I look at the type of food that you have, I can analyze what you probably went through as a child. Wow. Correct. Um, but the benefits, of course, increase libido, increase vaginal secretions, you know, slippery slope type of thing. For the moment, you know, <laughs> got that going on. And it decreases vaginal dryness. Those are some things I personally noticed. And arousal as well, easier to get aroused. Mm. And some people like, the Hennessy do that for me. Uh, that's, 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 that's me. But let me tell you, over time, that Hennessy, those liquors, the, all that sugar actually mm. creates vaginal dryness over time over time so we're talking mm. about and i'm not saying one drink is gonna do it go home i want you to look in your eye if you pull your eyelids down and you know this yellowing at the bottom of the white the sclera of the eye that's a sign of waste in the colon we've been taught how to pair wine and cheese and all these things but we're not taught how to pair our foods you can't just eat everything together that's why we get the itis right mm. inflammation of the digestive system you don't want to do that you should not have a sluggish feeling after eating so pairing food correctly protein should be eaten with low starch non-starch vegetables Carbohydrates can be eaten in small amounts with protein, but mostly with low-starch, non-starch vegetables. Fats need to be eaten with leafy greens for optimal digestion. <laughs> well, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. We find dope people that did dope stuff. Today is no different. Um, we have the, the queen vegan, okay? Mm. I am surviving vegan. Mm -hmm. That name is so infectious. It is. How'd you come up with it? Um, well, we had a post that went viral on Facebook and I said, when I create this Instagram, I want our name to be a statement, right? And at the time it was not as big as it is now, the vegan movement. How so, long ago? Uh, this was 2017. Gotcha. It wasn't as many vegan restaurants. There was no Beyond Me. There was no Impossible. So you had to create everything yourself. Like we used to create bread from scratch, like literally bread from scratch. Uh, so I said, you know, I'm surviving this lifestyle. So then I was like, oh, well, I'm surviving vegan. And I wanted it to be a statement at the time. That's how we came up with that. Got it, got it. So how do you how do you introduce yourself? Like if someone says, Hey, I'm David, how do you introduce yourself? I'm the number one vegan transformation queen, Arisha of I Am Surviving Vegan. How are you today, David? Uh, do you introduce yourself as I Am Surviving Vegan? As your name? Co-founder. No. Goddess Arisha. Okay. <laughs> Goddess Arisha. Yes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, because people are like, yo. It's sleep. Sleep is true. No, my name is David. You know, just. <laughs> that is not okay. Like, That's the vegan lady. That's what they call me. That's the vegan, the vegan lady. lady. I was a vegan. And you accept it because I that's do. what you, that's, that, that's the mark you, you've le you're leaving on the world. Correct. But how long have you been vegan? Uh, about eight years. Okay. Does being vegan help you make more money? 1000%. You see this water is green right here? I didn't expect that answer. You see this water? It's green right here. Yeah. Green like the money in my bank account. Mm. Okay, so we understand that if you want things to materialize spiritually, you want to manifest things, you need to make sure everything in your environment emulates that. So how can I eat things that are dead if I want to thrive and live a healthy life? Not only on the physical plane, but on the wealth plane, on the abundance plane, on the mental, spiritual, everything around me has to emulate abundance. Everything. Nothing is going to be dead around me. So... And I, there's somebody tell me that, but let's say, for instance, a carrot, it's alive, right? <laughs> but if you take it from the root, it's still alive, still alive? 
Well, it has live components. Okay. It's a live food, right? So, of course, if you take it from the root, from the ground, it is no longer going to be growing. However, mm. there's live components. It's a, what we call live food, live nutrients versus when you cook it, right? So there's processes of this. Once you take it from the ground, that's one component, but it still has a live substances. When you cook it, some of the nutrients die from cooking, from heating it, right? So it's all about the stages and what your life plan is. But when we eat, cattle or when you eat food that was flesh right you're eating skin tissue you're not eating live components right so muscle dies over time when it's lacking oxygen so when you're eating pig or pork you know no judging at all but i want you to understand i do judge people to eat pork <laughs> you judge them i don't judge them because i was a okay, bacon like i was a bacon egg sausage cheese type of person i've never had pork Never. I've had a, I had like a slice of pepperoni pizza when I was a kid, but I've other than that, I, my dad just you? didn't grow me up. So what's, just, what's stopping you from going all the way? Can we? What I've tried life? mad times, and it's just too hard. It's just too hard because, okay. He's I here we go. okay. Here we so go. I did a couple. Of, I did some like raw cleanses. Mm -hmm. I hate them. It works. It works well, but you can't cook your food, and it just doesn't taste good. Listen, I had raw. I, I would have agreed with you a year ago, but I just had raw food. If you look at my last post on Instagram, oh my God, Chef's Kiss every had day raw, though. I had raw Alfredo, raw tacos, raw quesadilla, the best raw food I ever had. Now everybody can't do that. I can't even do that. But you got to bring your chef. There's no excuses. You do you eat raw? Are you raw vegan or are you well, regular vegan? we're transitioning vegan? to raw. Thank you to my husband right there. He's co he's completely raw. You're week. raw? You do raw vegan? Working yeah. out. Why? Why? Y'all gotta, I don't, I don't, I need to understand the importance of why. Mm -hmm. Why are we, especially going raw vegan. Correct. Give me a why. So our why is so that we can have nutrient dense foods, 1000%. Remember what I said, when you cook the food, you're cooking some of the nutrients. You can be sick on any diet. I wanna clarify that. You could be sick on a meat eating diet, a vegan diet, or a whole foods diet. We want to make sure that when we put things inside of our body, that we are getting the most nutrient dense food so that our body can live at an optimal level. Right, so that's a part of it. So that's why I have chlorophyll water, right? Chlorophyll not only alkalizes the blood, but it also purifies your entire lymphatic system. It purifies your digestive system. It removes heavy metals from the brain. And all of these toxins over time leads to degenerative lifestyle. So we want to make sure that we can do whatever we can, whatever we can control, that we're doing the right thing for our body. We can't control the environment. We know about chemtrails. We know about all the things that are sprayed on our food. But what we can't control is, you know, eating things that possibly are grown through hydroponics versus things that are grown in the soil. So we do our best to make sure every element that we can control, we're doing the best for ourselves. And obviously, it, it makes me feel better because I've gone through mental health issues. I've been depressed. I've been in the psychiatric ward. And I know it was directly in relation to the food that I was eating, right? Eating a lot of fast food. They have chemicals in the fast food known as phthalates. These things lead to brain disorders. They lead mm. to ADHD. It leads to anxiety. You can look it up. Don't, don't take what I'm saying just for, um, you know, the record, but you can look it up. McDonald's, uh, Chick-fil-A, all of yeah, these places. What? Yes, I, I got to put it out there. First off, <laughs> watch your mouth in here, okay? We're not about to be coming at no Chick-fil-A, all right? Those sandwiches are delicious. I understand, I understand. I, I totally get it. It's, it's, no, it's in no way to uh, 
leave a distaste in any of these brands' mouths. But we, what I know is that on my mission and my community expects me to hold people accountable, mm. right? So we can say they have great customer service, which they do, and they provide so many good things to the community, but what about op operating at the optimal level? And that's what the surviving vegan community, when they hear me speak or they come to an event or they come to a class, they expect us to hold people accountable. And the whole entire, what we call a conscious community, that's what we're supposed to be doing. The thought leaders that hold establishments accountable for the things that they're doing. Granted, some people don't even know. Some establishments don't know. Some of them... Um, the managers, some of the executive CEOs maybe not know, don't know what they're doing. But it is up to us to make sure that we're doing the research and we're understanding when things get published in medical journals that we're researching and understanding what is in our food and how it is affecting our black and brown communities. I got to hold people accountable or gotcha. the whole surviving vegan, the legacy can be tarnished. So the you touched on um, the conscious community. Correct. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what that is and where it came from? Right. So the conscious community is a group of people that we like to say operate at a high level. Right. It can become very divided. Di how can I say uh, divided and put it that way? It can become very divided. But ultimately, it's supposed to be a group of people that are making a decision to say, you know what? I want to operate at a high level. I want to. What is a high level, though? Okay, not eat things that are being pushed upon me. Constantly asking questions. Why is this being marketed? Understanding that propaganda is kind of ruling the media, right? So looking at these things and what we say, activating our third eye, looking through our third eye, which is in the center of our head here, our pineal gland, activating that and seeing things for what they really are, having the wool being pulled from over our eyes. That's mm. ultimately what it means. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Right. So, so uh, and shout out to the conscious community. <laughs> yo, some of them just be too deep. They, and I don't I get agree. I'm like, yo, I agree. huh? I can what? agree. I can agree. You know, when I first started this journey, we watched uh, videos of some of our brothers, shout out to Red Pill, Blue Pill, and all of the uh, conscious community leaders. And one of the things that I found is that we were still kind of divided. Mm -hmm. uh, so with our mission, that's why I say I don't judge people because coming into veganism, a lot of people feel judged about the things that they eat. Mm -hmm. Some people just didn't know any better. So I do find in the conscious community, it becomes a problem when you think you've reached this level of awakening that you look down upon others. Mm -hmm. I've even been there at one time. Like, why are you eating that? Looking mm -hmm. at my mama like, why are you eating that? I told you that's not good for you. But what I found is that that turns people away. Nobody yeah. wants to feel judged. So I like to meet people where they are and help them to understand you can make better choices. Whatever that is for you, I want you to do that. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you shouldn't eat broccoli. If, you, if you're vegan, you need to be raw vegan. If you're raw vegan, you need to be alkaline. There's always more to obtain. Mm -hmm. Like, we understand that. But I don't want anybody to say, oh, surviving vegan made me feel like if I'm eating broccoli, then I'm horrific. Gotcha. We know broccoli is a hybrid. I get it. I get it. Broccoli is a hybrid. And we want to eat optimal foods. But if a person was just eating steak last week and now they're switching over to cauliflower steak, I'm not going to be the one to make them feel like you didn't do a big step in your journey. Yeah. So if let's say, for instance, I think our eating choices are going to be based on obviously our preference and what right. makes us happy. Right? right. So while I was doing my vegan thing, I just wasn't happy. I was like, I was just I was just <laughs> mad. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know. Like, I was like complaining a lot. And, mm. you know, you know, like when you when you get something wrong, you look at it and you just. You chew at one of the faces like, <laughs> like dang, I want some ranch. What were you eating? Broccoli. Now, I did do, uh, shouts out, I got a couple of uh, my partners doing cleanses. Um, Dr. Bobby, his cleanse. Mm -hmm. Oh, Dr. Bobby. Is real, yeah. It's, it's not easy. 
mm-hmm. but effective nonetheless. Um, D herbs, I did okay. D herbs cleanse. Okay. Found out I'm just a quitter. But you, you know, know what, I mean? what I love to tell the community about detoxing when you take the course before we get into actual food, the first week of the course is about understanding why you're connected to certain foods. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people find when they're detoxing, a lot of those emotions come up where they feel irritable, they feel agitated. That was it. Right. So we can no longer use the foods like carbs to suppress those emotions. So now they're coming up. You're not just detoxing the body, you're detoxing the mind and the spirit as well. Carbs suppress emotion? Carbs have an effect on your emotions? Right, so we talk all about different types of food. So let's talk about cravings for a moment. You have sweet cravings. What does that mean? My thing is the body is always talking to you. So if you're a person that's constantly craving sweets, that's tied to emotional trauma. Emotional trauma around depression, emotional trauma around abandonment wounds, attachment wounds, self-nurturing wounds. From sweet cravings? Correct. So what does that do when you eat sweets? It causes a dopamine response in the brain. So if you're feeling down, the first thing you do is eat sweets, right? You crave that Uh and it makes, it gives you that that pick me up, right? So usually when a person is craving these things over time, they have learned to use this cravings to satisfy an emotional need. Wow. And we learn these things through childhood, through television. But once you taste it, it's a whole another thing because now you have that dopamine response and you're like, oh, I love it. So now when you have a rough day or a tough day, first thing you do is go into the vending machine and getting some XYZ, whatever it may be. Mm. Crunchy cravings. That's the sign of a person that has dealt with a lot of stress. So chewing on something crunchy releases tension in the muscles. So now you have a relief. Correct. So we help people to understand why they're eating it, not just saying, oh, you should not be eating this. I know people look at us on Instagram and it's like, you know, this, this, and this is why you shouldn't eat this. But once you actually become a student, you're like, okay, I understand why I'm eating it. Mm. I said that I was in a psychiatric ward. Throughout my childhood, I experienced a lot of things. And throughout childhood, I used to eat bread every single day, ball it up and eat it. I used to get in trouble for doing that. Me too. That was a sign of depression. What? That was a sign of depression. And because we are not- I thought I just love bread. Yo, I would like, you ball it up and it just makes it like a dough. It's like pizza bread, Connie. You're like, ah, I'm eating pizza. But guess what? Feeling of crunching down on it, eating it, relieves the stress in the body. So it's a soothing mechanism. We have found unhealthy ways of soothing ourselves emotionally. Mm. And that's what's leading to this cycle of generational diseases, as we like to say. Got it. Why do I love pasta so much? Same thing. So if it's creamy pasta, it's issues around nurturing. Right, so like Alfredo's, you know, maybe you wasn't breastfed as a child, or maybe you dealt with some abandoned wounds from mom or dad, um, or somebody that was um, a caregiver in your life. You know what's crazy? What's crazy? Like I, anything I eat, gotta have sauce on it. Mm. I love sauce. Yo, what's up with all the laughs? <laughs> I feel judged. Yo, Joe is judging me like crazy right now. Um, so, and I do, I do have. Um, I don't know if it's emotional or abandonment issues. It's not abandonment issues, but I am an emotional suppressor. Mm. I suppress my emotions mm. to the point where I don't think I have them. Mm. I, as I get older, I'm thinking maybe they're there somewhere. Mm-hmm. I just don't acknowledge them as much. Mm-hmm. There's but, a lot of students but you're, that you're, have that. you're thinking we could tie that to... Of course, I can, I can come to your house. I, I don't even have to talk to you. If I came to your house right now and I said, open your refrigerator, open your cabinets, and I look at the type of food that you have, I can analyze what you probably went through as a child. Wow. Correct. 
right? And that's one way that, uh, it, like we say in the conscious community, emotional intelligence. And that's not just about being conscious. I think every parent should know that because most of our children cannot articulate what they're feeling correctly. So back to the story of me eating bread every day. I was depressed because my mom and dad was going through a divorce that they didn't explain to me. I, I witnessed a lot of domestic violence, right, in my childhood. And I couldn't articulate that that bothered me. And as I became an adult, I still dealt with those things. I suppressed those things. I had more experiences and compounded on each other. And then I ended up in the psychiatric ward in 2013. So if wow. my mom would have known that, hey, this craving is, could be tied to an emotional instability, we could have got help then. Or I, they could have talked to me. Or maybe I would have got counseling. That's what I do with my children. When I notice they have a week where they're eating a lot of potato chips or asking for potato chips, I'm like, okay, what are you stressed out about? And I try my best to bring it down to their level to get them to tell me what's going on, extract that information from them. My um, youngest daughter, well, not now I have another youngest daughter, but my second oldest, she had a... How old is she? A, a, uh, she's five. Okay. When she was four, she had a period where she would just want waffles all day, every day. And I'm like, what is going on? So I started doing some therapeutic work with her and I started talking to her and to find out, she said, you know what? I am the youngest at the time daughter and I feel like I'm not being heard. She always had to shout what she needed. She always felt like, hey, I got to fight for my spot in the family. And I found that out just by noticing she loved to eat pancakes and waffles for like a week straight. She would just eat that. And mm. I started a conversation with her and it came to find out that was what she was dealing with. So now I can properly help her manage those emotions and not continue to use the food to suppress them. God, hold on. You let your kids eat waffles and chips and stuff? Well, you know, I try not to be the food police. Yeah. Right. So, you know, birthday parties and things like that, they do have opportunity to eat as long as it's vegan. Oh, God, as long as it's vegan. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Correct. How old are your kids? I have a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, 5, 3, and 9 months. Oh, gotcha. Hey, that 10-year-old, when they go to school now, hey. And, and that's one of the things that we've, we've done. We've taken them out of the school system. Oh, really? Yes. I was about to say, because their friend definitely got some cookies or something for them. That, yes, that happens. And they, they're inching to get in there. So we, we're working out ways to, like, balance that because I don't want them to ever feel like, you know, they were sheltered from certain things or held back from certain things. So that's not good either. Yeah. So I try to do my best to allow them to explore. But make sure that they understand who they are, right? My children will be the one. We stopped getting invited to, like, you know, outings with our family because when we would go to non-vegan restaurants, my children would be like, you know, this leads to high blood pressure. You know, you shouldn't be eating that, Grandma. So they stop inviting us. They don't even invite us anymore. I'm like, okay, I saw y'all went here. Why y'all didn't invite us? Because we don't got time for your children to be telling us. <laughs> so uh, we do our best to indoctrinate our children with, with this mindset. Okay, let's go devil's advocate. On the other side, what are some, some uh, harmful effects of maybe raising your children to be vegan? 1,000% want you to know that you can be unhealthy on any diet. Mm -hmm. You have to understand how to read the face, eyes, and tongue. Don't just go into this and be like, oh, I'm vegan. We did that when I first went vegan. We were carboholics. We took the meat off, but we kept everything else. We kept the white rice. We kept the bleached white flour. We kept going mm. to places that weren't vegan, just not getting the meat. I done met some fat vegans, <laughs> and I don't believe you. It's like, nah, bro, there ain't no way, because you still... You've been on this journey for three years now and ain't no change. I hadn't seen that. So I, I went through that and I started to become anemic because I was not getting the nutrients properly. So I, number one, say you have to realize 
veganism today has been commercialized, mm. right? So you want to make sure that you're balancing your plate. Protein, carbs, and fat is the foundation. Nutrient, dense, protein, carbs, and fat. If you don't know anything else, you need to make sure every single day you have a source of protein, source of, a source of uh, carbohydrates, and a source of fat. What's an example of a fat that you eat? Um, avocado. That's the easiest one. Easiest uh, to find. Avocado, chia seeds, uh, flax seeds. Um, that's yeah. fat? Yeah, those are fat. Correct. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So those are very, very common ones that you can find easily. Uh, but then once we get to that point, you may say, hey, like you said, I'm on this diet. I'm still not. I don't even like to say diet because it has diet in it. But I'm on this nutritional plan and I'm still not reaping the benefits. Next thing I want to do is read your face, eyes and tongue, because through face mapping, we can tell what's going on inside the body. Right. David Shans, when you were in your mother's womb, you were one undifferentiated cell. Mm-hmm. That's still your ancestry. So everything in your body is connected. As you grew in your mother's womb, you grew a head, you grew a leg, you grew arms. So everything is still uh, connected. So when we look at the face, the top of the forehead here is connected to the colon. So if somebody's dealing with a lot of wrinkles or whiteheads or blackheads here, I could say, hey, there's some issues with the colon. You need to increase your insoluble fiber. Let me see, Joe. <laughs> think of a number in your head. How much do you think it would cost for me a pretty successful entrepreneur to coach you every single day to give you all of the game. I'm talking about every day for an entire year, Monday through Friday. I'm on, I'm on a a virtual call teaching you how I've done the things that I've done and me updating you every single day in real time on all the business moves that I'm making, all the negotiations that I'm in, everything that I'm doing before I actually do it. How much you think? And let's say Monday through Friday, and then on Thursdays we do a Q&A where not only do you get a chance to ask your questions and get them answered, but you get to, ha- you get to hear the answer from a whole community, hundreds of other people on a call, and you get their answers that are going to help you too. What do you think? And once or twice a year, get together, free conference that we all get to come to and you get to meet all these people that you see virtually. How much do you think that would cost every single year? 10,000? Not even close. It would probably be closer to 100,000 because it's just, I don't, I, my, my time is valuable and to give you the sauce that's gonna help you make millions, I'd have to charge you at least 100,000. But what I've done is created a community where you get the advantage of learning how to become an entrepreneur. You get to network with hundreds of entrepreneurs every single day. You got a community that keeps you inspired and excited. You will read a book club with us every single day. You'll also have an event where we come together once or twice a year for free. We do all of that for $399 for the year. Now, you can also get it at $79 a month, but $400, the price it costs for two pairs of Jordans, no tax, of course, you get all of that, $399. Now is the time you join the morning meetup. You've been watching the Social Proof Podcast. You've been watching me build my business. You've seen where it started. And if you're just now, like, understanding, like, what's going on with my brand, Go ask somebody. I've got receipts of things that I built over the last decade, okay? Uh, I am willing to coach you. $3.99 for the year. Listen, go to themorningmeetup.com or click the link in this video. Um, Let's get back to the episode. But keep in mind, I want to coach you. Let's get started. These wrinkles here? Correct. Well, that's from expression, right? I'm saying, like, if you had deep wrinkles just there... Okay. Or a lot of people I see. I do know somebody who has real, like, they don't got to be doing nothing. And they just got deep wrinkles. Like, it's just fatty. (laughs) 
I just know, like, really. No, ser- no, seriously. It's like, and I, I just, I mean, everybody's different, right? right that's right, just, right. I just thought that's who they are. But you're saying. It could be tied to some things. Correct. Like what? Um, so I would need to see it, but most of the time wrinkles is caused by dehydration or overexposure to certain things. Mm. So that would be in a, that may mean that their body is dehydrated and their colon is dehydrated. So, you know, I haven't seen the person. I'm just giving off of what you're telling me. But what I am seeing, a lot of women are dealing with fibroids and cysts and they're not realizing that those things are starting in childhood. So around the mouth is related to the sex organs. Right, so a lot of women that's growing mustaches or growing a beard, because of hormonal imbalance, if you started noticing that in childhood, you can start doing a remedy plan because later in life that could be um, a sign that you may deal with fibroids and you may deal with cysts. The, the oh, cheeks wow. are related to the, the lungs. So if you're dealing with um, any hyperpigmentation, or any uh, difference in skin texture, dryness, that can mean that there's issues with the uh, lungs. My son, for example, um, before we were vegan, he always had dry spots around his cheeks. He ended up being um, on a nebulizer because issues with um, his lungs, bronchitis and things like that, which we have fully remedied thanks to a vegan lifestyle. But I didn't know that back then. And as I look back, I'm like, wow, the body is always talking to you, but we don't understand how to read it anymore. And my baby be coughing. She be coughing a lot. You want me to tell you what it is? Yeah. Or <laughs> so she breathes, you can hear the, you can see it here like a, like okay, a so kinda, it could be the, and, and this is, and no it, information I give is meant to replace a licensed physician. I do have to give that disclaimer. But um, if you're hearing the wheezing, I would want to hear through a stethoscope, but if you're hearing the wheezing, it could be a sign of inflammation, the small little bronchial tubes that are inside of the, um, the lungs. So that could be an issue as well. Now, what we work on is reducing things in her diet that causes inflammation. That might clear it up in a week, two weeks. Like what? Uh, cow's milk. Uh, a lot of people are eating high fructose corn syrup through uh, formula feeding. Um, they they like to disguise it as corn syrup solids. A lot of that is in the baby formula and the baby food. A lot of synthetic soy is in the baby food as well, which all leads to inflammation. And the inflammation can happen anywhere in the body. So anything that has itis at the end is inflammation. Say that one more time. Anything that has itis at the end, so uh, arthritis, right? It's still inflammation. Inflammation of a specific part of the body. Got it. So I do... I do like we do um, formula feed. Okay. How do you replace that? How old is the baby? Uh, almost two, eighteen okay. months. So uh, you know, I wouldn't like take away the formula per se. I would do a weaning process, but I would give her more alkaline foods, right? So this would clear up infection. This would clear up inflammation in the body as well. Shout out to Moon Jug. I would give her this through a syringe, maybe uh, get her used to it at least three to four times in the morning um, and then slowly increasing this. And this tastes so good. This is the one I recommend because it just tastes so good. Um, I would uh, give her somebody this said that about sea moss and I tasted it. No, I'm telling you, I oh, am one of those no, ones. I know I'm the health coach and all that, but I am really big on taste and I can't eat things that taste like the grass and the dirt. Yeah. I will do it if I need to, but I I can drink this every day. And back to the point, it where you get it from? You, got, you have an extra. I don't know if Grizzy bought some. Grizzy, we'll we'll ask him. But I this wanna, young man, well watered, like no other water that I've drank before. Mm. Take me back to before you were the vegan queen, Correct. right? What? How did you? What? What caused the change? First, give me like. Was there something going on or you just woke up one day and, mm-hmm. or was it a breakup? You know, when women break up, 
<laughs> they cut their hair and go vegan. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just. Y'all yeah. ain't never see that? I, um, I used to cut my hair when I used to be going to <laughs> My brother, he's listen. He's seen it. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, so for me, actually, the trend. The, the, I started to ask questions first. Mm-hmm. Right, what started that was going through the psychiatric ward experience. Thankfully, I was. And why were you in there? Uh, because I was going to commit suicide. Why? Uh, so, as I was saying earlier, things compounding on top of each other. So I have trauma back from childhood. You know, experiencing domestic violence, my parents divorcing, not explaining anything to me, going to school, getting picked on, then becoming a bully. I mean, there were so many things, as I said, over time, compounding on itself, going through breaks up, breakups in a relationship, not ever getting counseling. All of these things just came to a head when I was maybe about 23 years old. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't take it. I wrote a suicide note. I was living in Atlanta at the time, and I got in my car, and I said, I'm going to drive my car for 285 and I was just crying 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 and I got off on the exit I can't even tell you what the exit was I got off there was a Kroger there I sat in the Kroger parking lot and I cried 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 and I said you know what something just said drive to the hospital I didn't know what was going to happen I drove to the hospital told them how I was feeling Baker acted me and I was sent to Peach for psychiatric ward uh, here in Atlanta Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Give me all the things that were going on specifically that drove you to that point. Feeling like I was alone was the biggest thing. You just broke up with somebody at that point? Well, me, we, me and my husband, we've been together for 15 years. Mm. Um, and we had, you know, we met in 12th grade. So we've gone through so much. I've hurt him. He's hurt me. Never really understanding how to work through that. Um, not having my dad in my life as a child. I was only able to see him six days a month. Uh, court order. Um, as I say, experiencing domestic violence. I constantly try to suppress that through using drugs. I've used um, marijuana, of course. Um, I use alcohol to suppress it. And eventually the suppressions wasn't working anymore. But was it one particular day where it all kind of hit you and it drove it to that point? Or like did the thoughts just kind of creep in slowly? So the whole reason why I moved to Atlanta was a cry out, but nobody realized it. I was like, I'm going to move to Atlanta and people are going to realize that they miss me. Well, moving to Atlanta further isolated me. I had no one. I was home by myself all the time. And then that allowed me to just sit and replay all the things that happened to me throughout life. Mm. And then, yes, one day I was like, I'm done. I'm tired of this. And it was too much. And I understand depression is a, a, a heavy thing because it feels like there's a looming dark cloud over you and nothing can lift it. Feels so heavy. And that day, it, the load was just too heavy. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a letter. I wrote a letter. I left it on my uh, dresser and I got in my car. And thankfully, I understand now it was a part of my mission to help other people that's going through that. But that day, I really thought that was going to be my last day. Mm. I really did. 
I so you, really you drive you drive to a hospital and once you start talking about suicide they take you yeah they took me in it was was that experience necessary for you in terms of you being there? Do you remember some points of being there? That I just remember you? feeling so numb. I was very numb. Um, even they gave when you they drugs? told me any regrets, did they give you drugs? They didn't because I was pregnant at the time. Mm. I was pregnant at the time and I did not have to take any drugs. They gave me like prenatal vitamins. They gave Dang, me. You was gonna kill yourself and you was pregnant. Yeah, I was. Mm. And going through that stressful experience, I ended up having uh, a miscarriage because of all the cortisol levels. They told me, you know, they didn't want to make me feel bad. Like, no, that had nothing to do with it. But knowing what I know now definitely had everything to do with it. Mm. Um, but that's what really started the vegan journey because going through that experience and being in there, thankfully I didn't have to get put on drugs. But going through that experience, I saw so many women that were on drugs and it didn't look pretty. So I said, in my mind, I was like, what is this? And that started me asking questions. So I spent four days there um, and I came home. I, I felt a little bit rehabilitated, but mm -hmm. overall, I started to ask questions and kept asking more questions, more what questions. What type of questions? Why do you look like a zombie when you're on pharmaceuticals? That mm. was one of the questions. Um, why isn't there adequate health care for women that are going through things? Why do I feel just like a number in this system, right? In that facility, granted, they did what they could, but I didn't feel like, you know, my issues really mattered. I felt like a number, just like another patient. So I started to ask questions about that. I started to ask uh what would happen if I was on pharmaceutical drugs? Would that change how I viewed the world? Would that change how I uh, communicated? Because I saw that thing, those things happen to women um, in there. And I was like, uh -uh, I don't want to be like that. So at that point, I said, okay, I know, you know, I guess I kind of got scared straight because at that moment I knew that I didn't want to commit suicide anymore. But I still dealt with depression. I'm like, well, why didn't going there eradicate it? Yeah. What is it? And that's what led into veganism. And I didn't decide to go vegan. My husband's the one said, we need to go vegan. Listen, if I was going to teach you how to make a million dollars, would you give me 10,000? Like if I had a course teach you how to make a million dollars and you're positive, you're going to make a million dollars, would you give me 10,000? Of course you would. It's no brainer, right? So in a calendar year, we make seven figures with the podcast. But there's 21 things that I extracted from that that you're going to need to launch a podcast. But I only got time to give you three right now. One is you need a distribution platform. The distribution platform is what you upload your podcast to. That platform sends it to Spotify, Apple, Google Play, so that your supporters can actually listen to your podcast. You're also going to need a microphone. You need a really good microphone so it's crispy audio. And three, you need an income strategy. This is not necessarily a hobby, unless you're going to make it a hobby. But... I can teach you how I made the seven figures with these 21 things. Now, the good news is you don't have to give me 10,000. My ebook is only 37 bucks, okay? So listen, go to podcastebook.com and get the 21 things that you need. And I, I can explain it in detail, all the things that you need, okay? Podcastebook.com. Let's get to the episode. So, was, so it wasn't the food change. Like, you get sick, you're like, oh, I need to change my food. Mm -hmm. It was more of a, it seems like more of a... Um, consciousness or some sort correct. of correct that's exactly what it was so 2013 is when i had the experience in the psychiatric ward didn't go vegan immediately didn't know what that was three years later the death of alton sterling uh, i don't know if you remember the i yeah. can't breathe movement that made me ask more questions like hold up what's going on in this what year season? was that 2016 really that was 2016 it's crazy it seems like it just happened yeah it was 2016 wow. that i remember me and my husband we did a live 
um, on Facebook and we were like, we need some answers. So we started asking questions again and he found, you know, so much about African history, black history, things that we didn't know about, um, you know, that we ruled the world at one time, that we had uh, great civilizations. We were like, why we never know, knew about this? Then we started to look towards African spiritual systems and found that a lot of priests, they didn't eat meat. You know, even when I grew up Baptist, I grew up Christian and then I look at Jesus, he didn't eat meat, right? So, or not didn't eat meat, but he fasted, let me say it that way. He fasted, and I'm like, why did they go through these periods of fasting? That was the next question, right? And then once we realized, hey, you go through these periods of fasting to increase your brain power, to increase your ability to manifest, to increase your connection to God, to increase all these things, we're like, well, hey, we need to be doing this too. Mm. That's when we said we'll go vegan. I got it. I got it. Because most people, they just look at the food, like the isolated food situation. I don't want to eat this because it's bad for you. Yes, correct. But you are going through a transformation. You're going through a journey Mm -hmm. of, I guess, like kind of like curiosity. Now it's starting to make sense on the conscious community because the conscious community asks these questions. Correct. And in the mix of the questions of government and systems and where we come from, there's an element of food. There's a big element of food. Got it. Because you are what you eat ultimately, right? And um, once I started to detox, I was able to take control of my anxiety. I used to wake up and have panic attacks. I just had panic attacks in my sleep. I stopped having those, right? Once I started to, even with going vegan, I was still having it. But when I added in that element of following the circadian rhythm, wake up in the morning, breaking my fast with a detox instead of loading in on all these carbs and things like that. Once I added in that element of detoxification, waste loss, that's when a lot of things changed. And I said, whoa, this is real. 2017, I had a post go viral of some vegan oxtails I made. Woo! Made some vegan, vegan oxtails. oxtails. I made them. They didn't taste good. I'm going to just be real. They didn't taste good. <laughs> ah, <laughs> the beauty of the internet. Good. They just see, it looked good, it so let's go viral. It did viral. <laughs> but uh, the mac and cheese and everything I made, everything else was good. It was my first time making vegan oxtails. We definitely perfected it now. Mm. Uh, but that went viral. And I said, you know what? I've been in business before. I'm going to definitely utilize this situation to start a business. And that's mm-hmm. how Surviving Vegan got birthed. The very first detox we did, 2017, we had hundreds of people do it. People were coming back telling me I lost 20 pounds in 10 days. One lady said I came off my high blood pressure medication. One lady said I'm no longer pre-diabetic. I was totally flabbergasted. I'm like, this is doing this for other people? I know what wow. it did for me. When I saw it do that for other people, that's when I said, okay, this is a mission. I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. I want to help as many people as I can. To this day, we've helped 100,000 people lose a million pounds. Wow. Mm-hmm. We can clap that up. That's good. <laughs> so you didn't really know like the, 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 the health powers of vegan. Mm-hmm. It was just, it seemed like the right thing to do based on the information that you're gathering at this Correct. point, right? That's how it started. Veganism, is that a religion? It seems like it sometimes. It, I think it, somebody, uh, maybe I was reading on the internet or something like that. It it's like not it a religion. It's not a, not to my knowledge. It is not a recognized religion. But it seems like it because once you become a vegan, then you got, okay, you got the alkaline vegans who's telling you you bad for eating broccoli and cauliflower. Then you got the regular vegans who's telling you, hey, you, you bad for being alkaline. Who you think you are following this? That doesn't really work. This is for the animals. Then you got uh, raw vegans who's saying all of y'all is messed up. You need to be eating raw vegans. And then you have liquid raw vegans and then you have breathitarians so <laughs> what hold on first okay before we get into the elephant in the room which that whole breathitarian like yeah you need breath i don't i don't know if it's like you're just <laughs> liquid vegan what's that 
So liquid vegan means that you are raw, but all of your meals are liquid. Right, so you uh, either puree it or you blend all of your meals. You only drink. Oh, uh, you puree it. Okay, correct. There are vegans mm-hmm. that are raw, but they only eat it in juice form. Correct. Every day of their life. Every day of your life, and I have not evolved to that level yet. I don't know if I'm ever going to be at that level, but there are people that are liquid raw vegans, and the notion behind that is because you're you want to conserve as much energy as possible. So when you eat whole foods. Your body's going to break it down to a liquid to send the energy to the cells anyway. So why don't I just consume it as a liquid so I can help my body conserve energy? That actually makes sense. Instead of eating 10 carrots, you just juice, juice it. it. Juice it or blend it, correct. Okay. Breathitarian. Living that? off of the breath of air. That is because we know that there are elements that are in the air that are needed for the body to survive. So you breathe in air. You can't do this anywhere. You can't. I wouldn't do that in Atlanta. I wouldn't do that in New York. You need to do that in Caribbean spaces um, where there's good quality air, where you can go around a lot of greenery. You can go in the mountains. You can go in the forest and then practice your breath work, and that will be your meal for the day. So when we went to PR, we no, (laughs) no, no. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level imagine getting all the insider tips imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two three four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools you don't have the tips you don't have the tricks i don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro this summit has something for everyone Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people t- listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, 
boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you know right now yet, you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code BIGDEAL at checkout and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights, take your brand to new heights, take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer, okay? I'll see you at the summit. Don't forget to use promo code Big deal. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. There's no way. Okay. You cannot, you can't just breathe and that be your meal. Yeah. That's what they, that's what they work on because there's nutrient dense air. Like, so some, I'm sorry. I got to Google it. No, keep going. Keep going. (laughs) There's nutrient dense air. And that's why I say where there's a lot of pollution, you can't live that lifestyle. Right, because you have a lot of chemicals in the air as well. You have microplastics in the air, depending on where you live. Uh, but if you are in, you know, Caribbean spaces, if you are in, you know, South America, um, I went to PR and I actually met a breathitarian. Um, I, I met a breathitarian in Miami as well who lived in DR um, six months out of the year. And he pre- practiced being a breathitarian throughout those six months. And he lived purely on, on breath and he didn't look malnutritional or anything. And I said, praises to you, brother. But I can't do that. Breathitarian, a person who believes that it is possible through meditation to reach a level of consciousness where one can obtain all sustenance from the air or sunlight. Correct. You met some, they lying. I, I, <laughs> I've met two breathitarians through my life. Uh, so, yeah, they definitely depend on sunlight for their vitamin D, for cholesterol, to release cholesterol, which is the health, the, the fat that the body makes, the liver makes. Uh, so you get your fat source from that. Um, but I personally, it, it doesn't, I can't do that. I, I, I'm not well versed in that one. So, uh, but there are people that are there, right? I don't know if you've ever seen the diagram of a person through evolution where they have the person with the plate versus the person who's only eating the sun and you're supposed to be totally ascended just by, you know, living off sunlight and, as I said, the air around you. But um, I don't think I'm going to evolve to that in this lifetime. Actually, now that I think about it, uh, if we truly believe the mantra that it's like mind over matter, and that's like the ultimate manifestation Mm-hmm. level and that's exactly the how they think i'm manifesting nutrients they talk different they talk as a meditation they're talking like um their words carry a vibration because they know everything is frequency so it, it's a whole art it, it really is art i've met two and they are as i said i said whoo good good goodness to you but wow. yeah and which one what are you what are you consider are you plant-based uh so when we came up with surviving vegan veganism wasn't what it is today it wasn't commercialized you vegan. eat beyond meat do I do what? You eat Beyond Meat? Oh, no. I don't eat Beyond Meat. Now, I have eaten it before. Uh, so sometimes, as I say, I don't like to be the food police. Right. right? Uh, so there has been instances where I've gone to parties and people have tried to be considerate. And they may have had a Beyond Sausage or something. <laughs> yes, I have indulged in it. But then I know the next day I need to go through on a high-fiber detox. Right? So it just needs to be balanced. Was it good? 
was good. It's a delicious. Oh, it was delicious. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. So that's like your cheat. That's like your cheat. Yeah, that's, like, that's a cheat for me. Correct. That's like a cheat for me. I'm I'm not the one to make you feel bad about your choices. I don't do that because my inspiration is to be an inspiration to you so that you can make healthy alternative choices for yourself and your family. I like your approach. I really do like your approach. Thank you. Because. Talk to your friends, okay? Because they be <laughs> they going too hard, man. All right, so I somebody said to me, actually last night, I was talking about like something that I'm not doing and I want to do. She said, um, what you really need is discipline. Mm. And I realized that I'm not all that disciplined. Okay. So how do I fix that? All right, so tell me your, the, the foods that you crave, your favorite foods. Well, right now I'm on a journey where I'm not eating sweets. Okay. I'm not eating dessert okay. specifically. Like okay. after every meal, I'll eat a dessert or I'll eat some chocolate or something. I haven't, I've been off for maybe like three weeks or so. So I'm not eating dessert. Mm -hmm. I am, um, what else am I not doing? It's a couple of things that I just cut out. Oh, pasta. I just stopped pasta because okay. I am in love with pasta. Okay. I will leave my wife <laughs> for some pasta. I'm just waiting. Um, but I love pasta. I eat pasta everywhere. Okay. Um, so I'm not eating that. But I, I do crave pasta and I do crave sweets. Mm -hmm. So then, like I was saying earlier, we want to look in your childhood and look for um, experiences where either you were dealing with issues around people pleasing um, where you had high stress moments. How does that have to, anything to do with people pleasing? You got to explain that to me. Right. So... You t remember I was talking about eating certain foods, you have learned how to use them to suppress emotions. So when we think about like the holidays coming up, right? Everybody's coming to this party with all their emotional wounds, right? And they're eating all this unhealthy food, which makes them feel good. And then the aura of the holiday event is love. Right. So now you have come with your emotional wounds and you suppress them with food surrounded by love. So now the brain is an image associating organ. So when you deal with emotionally traumatic events, when I say traumatic, that means anything that's stressful. People think trauma is just like fighting and things like that. Any stressful event can cause emotional trauma if you don't know how to navigate that, that scale in that environment. So we have all these people with their emotional traumas coming to an event where there's unhealthy food surrounded by love. The brain is an image associating organ. So now your brain knows you have this emotional trauma and associates the love that you feel with these foods. Wow. So now you have associated love, happiness, the dopamine response with that trauma, but that food takes care of it. Mm, for a minute. For a minute. And ultimately, that leads to health problems. So when we come to people and they're like, hey, go vegan. Oh, I can't do that. I can't let go of my chicken. I can't let go of this. It's not. It's, yes, because it tastes good. But also on a deeper level, it's because of how that food makes them feel. Maybe that's something that their great grandma uh, started them on. You know, every Sunday they ate that. So that chicken represents their great grandma. Mm. And that feeling that their great grandma gave them. So every time they bite that chicken, they might not think about their great grandma, but they get that comforting feeling. Right. Got so. It. Certain emotions, when I go to my uh, holiday dinners with my family, I look at everybody's plate. And without my mom, my auntie, my grandma, even myself voicing or articulating my problems, I can see on your plate what you're dealing with. 
Right. So sweet. That's crazy. Right. So wow. like sweets is usually depression, low self-esteem, issues around self-worth. And that can be broken down into different things. Maybe you were bullied as a child. Uh, maybe you didn't get the praises from your parents that you wanted. Right. So what does that do over time? That could lead to you being inconsistent. Right. But I'll have to go deeper into the profile. But the top layer of it is low self-worth, low self-esteem, depression, for sweets, mm. for uh, the pastas, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. And it always mm. starts in childhood. Mm. And I it, never looked at it like that. Oh, yeah. A lot of people say that when they... When they do you have... Do you have like a book or something that you wrote that goes like deeper into that specifically? Like the, like the association of something. I oh, have, in, your, in your course, it, it Yeah, it week number that? one, that's all we deal with in the course. Because before... The, the idea of the course is you being able to, to able to remedy any health issues. I don't want you to depend on me to do it. I want to teach you how to do it for yourself. And that's week number four. But to get you to that point to say, okay, I'm going to be consistent with remedying my health issues, we got to first deal with the cravings. Because getting on a plan, like you said, it's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to remedy cancer, but I have people in my community that has done it. Yeah. And I don't like to say, I didn't do it, by the way. I didn't do it. I want to make sure that's known. I didn't do it. They did it for themselves, and they have the passion to heal themselves, so they've been able to do it. Diabetes, high blood pressure, all of these things can be remedied depending on, and, and it can be regulated with food. can uh, be regulated with food, but people never make it to that level because they're fighting sweets. They're fighting sugar. Sugar is very addictive. It's one molecule away from crack cocaine. So mm. it's very similar in its chemical structure. It's not the same thing, but it's very similar in its uh, chemical structure. So people are highly addicted to it. I'm yeah. addicted to it as well. But I understand when I'm eating that, that pie, I have to create a negative relationship with it. Right, so we eat it and we create a good relationship with it. Ooh, it makes me feel so good. It tastes so good. Ooh, grandma, you put your foot in this. No, you need to create a negative relationship with it. This is killing me. This is causing oxidation of my cells. This is causing cellular death, which leads to uh, dehydration of the cells, which leads to uh, inflammation in the joints. Right, so I'm saying these things as I eat it. Over time, that helps you to create a negative bond to the food and you can detach from it. You can do that. You can apply that to everything, to food, to people, to environments. You'll be able to detach from it easier. That was really, really good. Mm. We can clap that up. That was good. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. So if I can deal with the cravings, mm -hmm. right? So, And I think getting off, of, detaching from a craving, it just takes time of not doing it, Correct. right? But... After we detach from the cra cravings, what's next? Well, you want to first create boundaries around yourself and make sure you plan out how you would act. Because once you become triggered, you create a response where you go to something that's familiar. So say, for instance, mm -hmm. my trigger is getting into a, a traffic jam, right? That triggers stress in my body. First thing I want to do. Pardon me, in. this water. It's okay. Just, <laughs> please, like, yeah, I know I please excuse me. We're, as we're I taking a water break, I'll take drink one this too. Essentia. This moon jug over here. <laughs> I don't even want to drink this no more. I'm sorry. Put this okay, um, go ahead. Continue. You may have a trigger that causes you to eat things. You mm -hmm. want to suppress that emotion. The body doesn't want to feel pain. 
The body wants to get you away from pain, yeah. right? So if you experience, remember, trauma is any stressful event. You get into a traffic jam and that's a trigger for you. You want to escape that pain. So you can't escape the traffic. You may be able to do it through food, though, and it makes that traffic jam a little easier to sit it through. It does, Right? Actually. So you have to realize what are your triggers. Not only are we disassociating ourselves from the cravings, but what is the trigger that leads me to eating the craving? That's something we need to explore as well so that you have a parameter of boundaries of how you would deal with those specific triggers. Mm. So understanding my triggers of what trigger my abandonment won't help me to heal it yeah. as well. And how do we finally get on to the process of eating the right thing, so to speak? It always starts with the emotions, but after you understand, hey, these are my triggers, I created these boundaries, the next thing you need to do is do a spiritual detox, right? So you go through this uh, process, or I like to call it a spiritual ritual, where you do a spiritual bath, you do a dump list, you put everybody on notice that you're going through this transformation so mm. they understand how uh, to communicate with you through this. You know, don't trigger you, don't become a trigger for me. You want to put everybody on notice. And the very next thing you want to do is understand how to eat. Right. So understanding your, yourself emotionally is one thing, but now we got to relearn how to eat, unlearn the old way and relearn the new way. Right. So we've taught we've been taught how to pair wine and cheese and all these things, but we're not taught how to pair our foods. You can't just eat everything together. That's why we get the itis. Right. Mm -hmm. Inflammation of the digestive system. You don't want to do that. You should not have a sluggish feeling after eating. So pairing food correctly. Protein should be eaten with low starch, non starch vegetables. Carbohydrates can be eaten in small amounts with protein, but mostly with low starch, non starch vegetables. Fats need to be eaten with leafy greens for optimal digestion. So we then go through learning how to eat. Got it. And that's a learning curve in itself as well. Uh, but you can go in the grocery store and be able to put meals together based on a meal pairing. Um, then the next thing you want to do, that's the foundation. If you're dealing with any health issues, then you add on the herbs. Get your food right before you add on the herbs. Like, I know you say you drink a sea moss, and I'm not going to judge you. But I want you to, I would rather you focus on the foundation first before adding the herbs. Also, sea moss isn't good? Sea moss is great. Sea oh, moss is a great attitude. You know, it, it, it and maybe it was bad. the one I had. Maybe what did you have? Like the flavored one? No, it was just terrible. It was in a jar. It was. Just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what type. I don't know. The guy was like, "Yo, just try it." And I, it was Seamoss the consistency like of a, it. Uh, uh, it's from the sea, so it, it tastes kind of like you know, like salty a little bit sometimes. It, it tastes like it's from the sea. Yeah, exactly. it's from the sea. So you got That's crazy. I never it. even like made that connection. It's just crazy. Yeah, I ain't it's the seaweed. So from the sea, right? So um, the sea moss has like that ocean taste. Mm, yes, uh, so you that's exactly it. So you got to add it to yep. like applesauce makes it like tones that down or adding it to like strawberry puree or something it tones it down. Mm, but if you it. eat it right out of the jar and you're not used to that, yeah, it ain't going to be a happy, happy trip for you. When I ate it, it created a negative negative relationship <laughs> trying to educate somebody all right so okay so you you've also built a business around this Correct. a really big business mm -hmm. and tell me how you did that, that especially because the result isn't money mm -hmm. well maybe i don't know yes so that came from i never expected it to 
be as big as it is today but I'm super super grateful and appreciative to everybody that continues to support and ultimately I believe people want to just rally behind the mission that they can believe in mm -hmm. that they can actually see brings change that's what a lot of our community tells us and then once they try it and then you know people are like man I used to give a complimentary three day detox a while mm -hmm. back people would get on that detox I used to be like I want you to believe that it works so try this three day detox and they came off that detox and they lost 15 pounds and they've been trying to lose 15 pounds in for the last days? yeah it's waste though it's not necessarily fat it's a waste loss so we help you to understand that you may have 20 pounds of poop sitting in your colon right so people go through sitting on the toilet sometimes for 15 20 minutes an hour letting poop just run out they're like oh snap this was inside of me yeah mm. this is the real deal this is, the is real that deal. the same thing as getting a colonic a colonic is definitely something that I would love for you to add and continue to do, but it's a different experience. So colonic is water pressure going in the rectum and pulling the colon, the, the poop out there laughing, pulling, pulling the uh, feces out. But a detox is ingesting fiber to push your uh, poop out. So it's two different things. So a colonic, it pushes water up there. I thought it, they just like... So I'm not doing it anyway because I don't want anything. No, you have to do it, David. You, I There's promise you, it's absolutely be nothing going up there ever. And and and, and that's the thing, though. We have to we have to evolve from that way of thinking because your health depends on it. I tried. So I was. I tried it too. I had a. Um, I had a. It was something. It was a. Um, enema. Not an enema. I did do that. That was weird. But you ain't have to like push it all the way up. And I didn't, I didn't get it all the way up. It was just, it just sat in the bottom. <laughs> That's crazy. That's how it goes. I'm happy about this that you nah, did that. But I had, I had a, what was it? What's the, um, it's like, sometimes they have to tie something around it to, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea. Was it a hemorrhoid? Okay. So, oh, you had to have a hemorrhoid <laughs> removed. That's totally different. No. I didn't. I thought I did though, because it was like it was just a, a strange feeling, and I just couldn't take it anymore. So I went to the doctor, and I, it's crazy. Yeah, I, what's up with the judge-free zone? There's not I a judge-free zone. Judge -free. That's them over there. So the doctor, she was like, "Yo, I have to like, I have to see, so I have to push something up." So oh, she like so she sit had to there. Put the uh, scope in there to view. Okay, got you. It didn't work out well. It didn't work out. No, because as soon as I feel it, she's like, you're going to feel a little pressure. And I felt it. I said, whoa. <laughs> well, I don't like, uh-uh. No. She said, but I have to. I said, uh, no. And she's like, well, um, the only alternative is we have to put you to sleep. Mm. And I had to set an appointment to do it. And I was going to do it. And I just forgot. Mm. But, yeah, it was, nah. But no, a colonic is a great, anybody ever had a colonic? Okay, so you know it was, it was a great experience, right? A great experience. But no, let me I mean, tell you, people have seen parasites come out during the colonic. Reese, you ever did it? You're going to do it. Reese, we're going to get Reese to do one. <laughs> I'm still young. Listen, it does not matter your age, okay? You could get a colonic. Let me ask this question. Have y'all ever done it? You ever done it? You? No, please get one. I, Why? No, please get it. <coughs> as long. Yeah. Not okay. So not not even being funny. Not even being funny. Have you, have y'all ever had some <laughs> some in there in there like going the opposite way? 
Yeah, yeah, man. Okay. We're not going to put a camera on you. Okay. <laughs> you can tell by somebody the way they answer. They be like, I mean. So no, maybe somebody that has maybe a little more comfortable because it's just a. If you're going to get a colonic, please make sure they have an open-ended machine. That's the, that's the thing, though. Open-ended machine is automatic. And you sit there and it's very relaxing. I had one. The very first one I had was a, I won't say horrible experience, but it was a manual one. So the man was there doing it manually. Uh, man, we had boo boo everywhere. Like that, <laughs> <laughs> that one. His name how, is. How much weight you lose? How much? How much pounds of waste? Well, maybe about fifteen. Fifteen pounds of waste in there. Yeah, I mean, even Dang. with me being vegan, I had my first colonic after being vegan for maybe three years, and there was still a lot of poop in there. Still a lot. So you know, how, how much you colon, lose when you did yours? He was a kid. Okay. Oh, he was a kid when you had. Oh, yeah, do one now. Definitely going. A lot of waste gonna come out. You have one scheduled already? Oh, oh wow! Yes, wow, so. I love to hear those type of things. After you do to get the colonic, it's very important to uh, rehydrate and also take prebiotics, probiotics, because it cleans everything out of the colon. Right, it cleans everything out. The fiber intake that you were saying does the same exact thing. It can't do the same thing because that's water pressure. Yeah. Right. So there is stool. So you have a transverse colon. You have your colon is let me just kind of draw it, air draw it like this. Right. It goes like that. So there may be poop way on this side that can't move up, come around and come down because maybe it's solidified. Maybe it's became hard plaque and a water pressure can go in there, push it out through water pressure, like pressure washing a house can push it out. through and water you feel pressure. the water though in you. Oh, yeah. Imagine. You ever had to poop so bad you couldn't find a toilet? Mm -hmm. That's how it feels. Because it fills up your whole colon with water and it brings it back out once the water comes out. One of the best things I've ever done in my That's life. The, best best $100 I ever spent. Is there any way to like, can they, can they put you to sleep or numb you? <laughs> They're not putting you to sleep for no colonic. No. It's a 45 minute thing. I can't. Oh. All right. So, all right. So, the fiber one, okay. It's a I good can, start. I can eat in. Yes. Do a little yeah, if you um, like to do grapefruit, that was what my uh, three-day complimentary cleanse was. It was three-day grapefruit and water. Um, and that's what I uh, said, Rick Ross, you need to get on this too because you need to clean the colon out. But it's uh, grapefruit and water. You Did he do it? The grapefruit. Uh, he started it. You know, we we, we, we seeing how he doing. Good, he definitely good. agreed to do it. Um, and I talked to Alex. Alex said we're going to make sure it gets done. Uh, yeah. But you peel the grapefruit. And once you peel the grapefruit, you'll notice a lot of white tissue around the grapefruit. Do not peel that off. You need that because that's the fiber. It's best to blend it up. Remember, I said blending it helps the body absorb it faster. So you blend it up. When you blend it, there's going to be white foam at the top. That foam is the insoluble fiber. You ingest all of that. Do one every two hours. If you do that for three days, you're going to be shit. <laughs> you're going to be doing it. For three here. days. Now, it depends as well. Because some people get on the cleanse. I want you to just have to give you the full disclaimer. You may get constipated if you're not, if you're a meat eater and you're not used to eating that much fiber. So give the detox some time. If you notice, hey, I'm on day number two, I was almost day number three, and I haven't had a bowel movement, your body's not used to that fiber. So drink at least a gallon of water as well to help the body move along uh, the feces. And then uh, some people, depending on your lifestyle, like when I first did the detox, on that third day, I felt like I had, got hit by a Mack truck, like I had the flu. Right, that is not the detox doing that to you. Mm. That is your body purging the toxins. Got right, it. so people have different reactions. People may sweat, 
body release toxins through sweat, through feces, and through mucus. So you may have mucus come out your nose, mucus come out your butt, mucus come out your vagina. Like it could get crazy. So I just want to make sure everybody's aware of that. Mm. Um, it depends on each person's lifestyle. Mm. But it's rather it's better to have it in than out. Yeah, that's a very right. out than in. That, yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's real. That's real. Uh, let me ask you um, for a mature audience. Uh, sexual um, benefits mm. of vegan for men and women. Obviously, men, there's only like really, I mean, one thing that can happen, but for women. <laughs> uh, but I want to talk about the men first because, you know, some of us, you know, 30, 40 years old, and mm -hmm. the erection is down here when it should be up here, mm -hmm. right? So that's something that improves, of course, over time. But for women, um, it's more of a reproductive health, um, dealing with fertility. Um, I see a lot of women there dealing with that. And also, the house of fertility. Correct. Oh, yes, wow. Can. Um, so we would create a meal plan specifically for that. So why is there fertility issues? Is there a hormonal issue, an endocrine system issue? Um, we deal with that, and we create a food foundation plan. Then you create an herbal plan. Then you create a supplement plan. They do all those things together. Mm. Um, but the benefits, of course, uh, increase libido, increase vaginal secretions, you know, slippery slope type of thing. For the moment, <laughs> you know, got that going on. Um, and it decreases vaginal dryness. Uh, but those are some things I personally noticed. Gotcha. And arousal as well. Easier to get aroused. Mm. And some people like the Hennessy do that for me. Uh, <laughs> tell me. But let me tell over time that Hennessy, those liquors, the, all that sugar actually mm. creates vaginal dryness over time, over time. So we're talking mm. about, and I'm not saying one drink is going to do it, mm. but you know, if you drinking every weekend for 10 years or five years, mm. that is the long-term effects. Wow. Um, it's a really good conversation. And, uh, <laughs> I feel yes, David Shannon's gonna get the colonic. Everybody clap for that! Yay! I, man, I don't know, and it's just you. I promise you, once you do it, you're gonna be like, I am super happy I ever did it. You're gonna be telling the morning meetup, everybody go get it now. Let's like meet up there for the morning meetup. I, I don't even. You. I don't even like my wife getting nothing out my back pocket. <laughs> Don't get my wallet out my back. I'm like, whoa, 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 what you doing? I am really, really sensitive. It just it, I, I understand. I definitely understand. It's a it's a mindset. It's uncomfortable. Shit. Just that one time where the, the lady had to like look around and it was just, it was so uncomfortable. And I'm like, I don't like I don't like this pressure. It is it's gonna be pressure. It's gonna be pressure. But once it's in, it's in, the water fills up. <laughs> okay, let me ask you, how far in do they go? Or do they just kind of on the outside? Three inches, three to three to, yeah, about three inches. It's about three inches, and they give you lubricant. You can use shea butter, you can use aloe vera gel. Sometimes they have a lubricant, and trust me, once you get on there and you feel it, I promise you, that's not even gonna matter. I promise you. I pro I probably do. Like I'm sure, cause I I got this little fat area right here, mm -hmm. and it's probably a waste that's been there for a while, right? Correct. You think it'll smooth out my stomach? Let me tell you how you Just say yes. Place. I need an incentive. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it'll smooth out oh, yeah, I'm going to get a six-pack. But what, what I want you to do is go home. I want you to look in your eye. If you pull your eyelids down and you notice yellowing at the bottom of the white, the sclera of the eye, that's a sign of waste in the colon. Joe, hold me down. <laughs> do you see any? Let me see. A little bit in the corner. On that eye, yes, I see it. Not a lot, though. Not a lot. Not a whole lot, no. Let's wait until it gets a little more yellow. <laughs> I'll do it. Okay, uh, I got I got to do a quick. Thank you so much. This is a very very enlightening conversation. I got to do a quick commercial, and then um, I'm at you. Uh, 
let everybody know how we can jump on this because I might, I might, I might jump on it with with our audience, man. Maybe. Yes, the detox. What's your de- What's your detox? So we, I would want you to do a ten day, right? Explain I want you to do it. a ten day. So it's a ten day detox. And the reason why I want you, let me let me not say that. Hold on, let me just get my commercial out of the way. Join the morning meetup. You want to come on the morning meetup? Oh yeah, speak. Let's okay. Themorningmeetup.com, the only organization that gathers every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurs. If you are an entrepreneur, you make under two hundred fifty thousand dollars. You have a job and a dream. You're trying to bridge that gap. The number you need. There's a bunch of information out there, but that's not the only thing that's going to take you to the next level. You need community, and that is what our organization does. We provide a community of accountability. Like when we we might get in there, and we might try to do it together. Depending on what you tell me it's going to be like, okay? And we'll discuss that. But join at themorningmeetup.com. Check us out. I'm on the call every single morning. I love to talk to you, love to coach you, and I love to be uh, in your network just like you're in mine. So go to themorningmeetup.com. Okay. So explain the detox. Well, then, you know, since you're going to do it with the audience, I recommend you do the three days. I didn't say I'm going to. (laughs) Since you're going to, I'm going to speak that. Let me hear you out first. Okay. Right, so the three day, it depends, right? So three day, you're just doing grapefruit and water. But it's a shorter duration. The 10 day is a longer duration. You eat more amounts of foods, but you're still eating mostly raw raw foods. Um, and you have to do animals uh, on the detox. But you get more of a full detox effect if you do the 10 day. The three day is kind of like to get you started, see what it can do, but you're only eating grapefruit and water and nothing else. So you eat the grapefruit, not just juice. Eat it and you, and you blend it. You have uh, it's a that don't seem schedule. bad. Don't seem that's bad. not bad. That one's not bad. Yeah. So it's quick, fast. Three days. You up and you out of the. Ten Why days. not any other fruits and stuff? Well, I like grapefruit because it is one of the most fruits that's higher in soluble fiber. So it's going to get you the results quicker. Is there a particular amount that you have to eat, or you just you can't eat anything but that? On the day, like how? Yeah, how many grapefruit are you supposed to eat? Um, I believe it's maybe like twenty five to thirty grapefruit in that, that three days. That's how much I have you buy? Yeah, it's a lot. So it's a quick flush. It's getting in and out. So what's that like? Yeah, you eating eight about, a day? Yeah, you eating about eight a day. Eating and between eating and blending plus the gallon of water. That ain't bad because you you are going to get hungry. Mm-hmm. And can you put anything on it? Everybody always asks me that. Why do they ask me that? I don't mind you putting anything on it as long as not good. salt. Good. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, go ahead. As long as it's not salt and pepper, because salt dehydrates the body and pepper, black pepper causes irritants in the colon. So oh, I wasn't gonna say that. I was gonna say sugar. We good. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, not sugar either. Let me make sure I say that. No sugar, because that's gonna dehydrate you. I thought salt. You're gonna be bloated. You're gonna be like, uh uh-uh, uh, Arisha, you told me to do this detox, I put sugar on it, now I'm bloated. You're gonna be bloated. Honey? Agave. No, agave. I don't like that. You see that, right? He wants to make it sweet. He wants to make it sweet. Why you want to make it sweet? Oh, (laughs) my childhood trauma. I forgot. Oh, that's good. That is actually, there's a thing, there's something to that. Mm -hmm, I know. Dang, that's deep. Yeah, so the three day, I I would say everybody do the three day group. I can't even think of nothing else I would want to put on it other than sugar and honey. I've got problems. You see that, baby? She's like, yeah. help you release those. Grow from them. It's okay. an experience, but they have to control you. But a grapefruit is kind of sweet itself anyway. Bitter. Not more sweet. Depends bitter. on what you get. It's more bitter. Some people say it's sweet, but I think it's more bitter. What would you recommend that you can put on it to help? 
Um, maybe you want to put like a little bit of cinnamon on it, a little bit of nutmeg, give it a little different little flavor. That's pretty much all I would recommend that you put on it. I rock with that. Yeah, you can do a little cinnamon, a little nutmeg, a little sprinkle, sprinkle. That yeah, that's something I could do with the community. I don't, I don't know if I'm committed. You said I do got to do an enema. That means put a something up there, right? That, for the for the for the three. You know what people are gonna think? They're gonna think that I'm homophobic or yo. I so people who are. In that lifestyle, they look at people who are like, I don't want nothing on my butt. They're like, wow, you think you're going to like it, huh? You don't want to be, you know what I mean? That, that is true. People do believe that. And I, I do see that that's the reason why a lot of people don't want to do it as well. Um, but I can I don't guarantee think you it's for like your it. health. It's for your health. It's not yeah. even about sexual preference or anything. It's just for your health. Getting the poop out of your colon because you don't want that sitting in there for years and years and years. You're going to have all type of tapeworms, parasites. Do you know that 3 billion people a year have a parasite infection. 200,000 people. All right, yo, thank you so much for coming on the show. (laughs) (laughs) No, keep going, I'm sorry. 200,000 people a year die from a parasite infection. Dang. Right, so it's serious. We got to get it out. I've had people do colonics and like whole tapeworms came out. Right, so tapeworms are not as uh, common, but many parasites are. But I've had people do these things and they like, yo, can I send you a picture of my poop real quick? Like, okay, sure. That weird. So you may see mucus, you may see all these different things. You got it, you got it. And the enema on a three-day is not required, but it is recommended. On a 10-day, it's you have to do it. Okay. But if you get a colonic at the end of that three-day, you're going to be totally new, rejuvenated. You're going to be a new day. I got man up, man. I just got it. Like, stuff that I don't like, I just don't like. Like, getting in a pool, if it's not, like, warm... I'm the person. I just don't want to like jump in. I'm just one of those people. Just so. pull the bandaid off. Just go ahead and jump straight into it. Don't think about it. Don't overthink it. Do it. I need some sort of. <laughs> I need some sort of incentive. You gonna go, Reese? Yep, Reese gonna do it. Reese, too. we'll I go together. What? Oh, yeah. Sweet one today was like, "Come on, Reese, you can do this." Because Joe's already gonna do it. And he's cool with it. He's you don't need not you're comfortable. I do three days. Yeah, the three days. That's why I said I'm talking about like three days is not bad, but you only eating grapefruit. And- I'm talking about the colonic, but the ten day. Okay. Only thing I would add to it for you, I want you to do that mucus buster, and I want you to do what's the uh, mucus buster? Mucus buster is you get a shot glass, a double shot glass, and you fill it up with uh, lime juice, fresh lime juice, and you take it like a shot. That removes all the mucus in the um, respiratory tract, brings up the mucus in the stomach. You cough it up over time. I could do that. I could do that today. Yeah, you could do that one. Everybody loves that, and I want you to do the liver kidney flush. So those are the two things. Which, which one's that? Liver kidney flush is. Do you have all these like on in your? Yes, is it in it's the course. In the, okay, uh, the guide. So when I give you the guide, you'll be able to just follow the schedule. I took all the thinking out for you, and you okay. just have to follow the schedule. Look at the time. What am I supposed to consume? And eat it at that time. Cool. All right, I do got to ask you: Is there a way that my audience can uh, get a discount? I don't know what you. Uh, we'll put we'll put a link below, but um, can they get a discount? Yes, they can. Okay. Cool. Make the code social proof. My thing is, I just want anybody that watches the podcast, if they're following the person, social social proof just works all the time. So, okay. so make the code social proof. Yes, we could do that. But Joe, let's let's write it down and make sure we get our um, a link to put below. Uh, but thank you so much. This was thank very you. enlightening. Good. It was very enlightening. I learned a lot. Um, I have to. I need to like do more inner work. 
<laughs> so I can actually, starts. yeah, That's for sure, starts. actually commit. I want you to really do the inner work, though. Yeah. Okay. I do do that. Yeah, I will. Let me ask you last question. What do you think the inner work looks like? Inner work looks like, first thing I have you do is a dump list where we divide mental, spiritual, and physical. Right, so the mental uh, area will be what toxic thoughts do you think about yourself, others, in the world? Because most people say, I ain't got no problems. Mm. I can look at your plate. You do got problems. So I'm mm. going to help you organize those problems, right? So when the, you draw two lines on a sheet of paper. You have three sections. Mind section, what toxic thoughts do I think about myself, others, in the world? Spirit section, what toxic feelings do I harbor, right? Uh, body section, what toxic foods do I eat? What toxic environments am I around? Answer those questions. That'll show you all of the emotional stress, spiritual stress, and physical stress that you're dealing with. Once you do that, then you know where you need to start. Okay. I don't think I can eat around you, though. Be like, <laughs> I'll be looking hmm, at your plate. I don't hmm, do that, mashed though. Mashed potatoes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, how my, that's how my family is. They're right. like, don't come up here analyzing my plate. Right. Like, you know what? I don't do that. Alfredo. Do Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but thank you so much. This is the stuff that we need to know uh, because we can't go out and uh, build a business if we're sick, if we're unhealthy. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so if you will, uh, one, let everybody know that how they can find you. Just click the link below. There will be a link where you guys can take advantage of, we'll have a couple of different Yes, we'll have the services. detox as well as the course. If you really want that full transformation, you want right. to learn how to remedy any health issue, you want to learn how to help your children, you want to learn how to read the body, all the things that I talked about, oh, face wow. mapping and all that, all that's in the course. But if you'd like, hey, I just want to get started and see what this can do for me, or I just need to lose weight, I'm trying to fill into my, my dress from last year, definitely start with the detox, but that full transformation happens in the course. I love it. Okay, so there'll be a link below. Make sure you use promo code Social Proof. And um, yeah, so let everybody know how they can find you and uh, how they can... Uh, um, yeah, how, how they can like follow you and close us out with a word of wisdom. Okay. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. I am surviving vegan, YouTube, all social platforms, TikTok, same name. I am surviving vegan. Make sure you follow a real account, not a little shady janky account. So I'm surviving vegan. Um, but the word of wisdom for today is you are only as good as the choices that you make today. Don't worry about what you did yesterday or what's going to come in the future. Practice gratitude. That's how you remain grounded. I love it. Listen, we can't close it out no better than that. Do yourself a favor, okay? Follow I Am Surviving Vegan. Click the link below. Let's do some different things with our health, okay? I'm with y'all. We're going to do this together, all right? Um, and uh, go get you some social proof, meaning go build something, then come back to your community and teach other people how you did it. It's the only way our community grows. We are out of here. Peace. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.